everyone. Thank you for listening to Fresh Faces. I'm Aggie Gold, talent agent and former manager. This is my exclusive podcast about how to get your child into commercials, television, and the movies without getting ripped off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Fresh Faces with Aggie Gold. Let's talk about how to get your kids into show business. Um, What I wanted to say was I know how we feel about our kids, and it cracks me up. Recently, someone sent me a video of a little girl. I think it was a TikTok. But anyway, it was of a little girl singing a song she made up. Very cute little girl. But near the end, she stopped and said, what do I say next? (laughs) I'm not saying this little girl's parents wanted her in show business, but I certainly did get the impression they thought this video was the greatest. And I know that most of you think your kids are the bomb and everything they say and do is adorable hysterical, a must-see. I get it. I remember early in the 80s, an agent that I was very friendly with called to say she was pregnant. And she said to me, I'm so excited, but I'm so afraid. What if the baby's ugly when she's born or he or he or whatever? And I said to her, don't be silly. I said, that baby could have three eyes, four mouths. It makes no difference. You're going to think this is the most beautiful baby you ever saw in your life. So she called me after she had the baby and she said to me, oh, my God, my baby really is beautiful. (laughs) So I know it. I get it. Everyone thinks their kids are the best. What is my point? Why not try this? Most of us want our kids in show business anyway. So it was a special treat. I thought it would be exciting for you to hear, not from just any mother trying to get their kids into show business, from a mother and a father who started with their child back in 1988 when he was just a little kid. Their now very famous son, Evan Roberts, is one of the top sports talk hosts on New York's WFAN, the biggest sports station in the country. Please let me introduce my dear friends and colleagues for over 20 years, Janice Roberts and her husband, Joel. Welcome and thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you for having us, Aggie. My pleasure. Um, I'm so excited because if anyone knows the ins and outs and ups and downs of wanting to get their kids into this business, it's both of you. So, Janice, let's start with you. Okay, let's try. Let's start at the beginning. Um, And how old was Evan when you first started with him? He started when he started when he was around five years old. People would stop me in the street and say, oh, my goodness, the cute son, he's redhead, freckled face and he had a unique kind of voice. And they said he should be in commercials. So at that point, my husband and I decided to try to get an agent. And uh, we spoke to him at five years old and said, would you like to be in commercials? And he said, sure, for a five-year-old. But once we took him up to the agent and the agent asked him questions, his back went up against the chair and he didn't want to go inside. So we knew, uh uh-oh, this kid is not right. So we, we stopped it. Okay. How long did you stop it for? Immediately. It was only one agent that he met at five years old. Oh, <laughs> okay. But what I mean is how long, how long, how many years went by before you actually started again with him? Because he's pretty famous now. So he must've been working a lot. Yeah. Well, Joe, tell the story how it all started. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm very into sports and baseball and I was encouraging Evan to do the same. Since he was so young, he couldn't stay up until the end of the game. So every morning 
he would come to my bed and say, what did the Mets do last night? And instead of just saying to him, they won or lost, I would announce the end of the game to him. And he would know how they won and what happened. But I did it like I was announcing the game. And he picked up on that. And he started announcing everything. And he started watching baseball games and announcing them as he watched TV. And we saw that he was really good. Uh, so we figured, you know, if a kid shows a talent for piano or any music, you give them lessons. What do we do with him? Yeah, I know, Janice, you really worked hard. Uh, Joel, what was he, two years old when he was announcing with you? Probably, yeah, uh, three, three, four. Yeah, huh? a little kid. When we were listening to the sports radio in the car and I'd listen to the announcers and then I would listen to Evan, I would ask Joel, I would say, he sounds as good as the announcers, or am I crazy? And he said, no, he, he's as good. And that was at such a young age, like seven, eight years old. And that's when we decided, well, what do we do? How do we encourage him? How do we support him and his interests? And that's when we came up with the idea about getting a radio show for him. Wow. And how did that, how did that go? It went very well. We found a public access radio station. And we decided to make an investment in him. We bought time. We bought an hour every week. And Janice would go out and try and get sponsors to try and, you know, alleviate some of the costs. And we gave him a radio show, you know. And from that radio show, began all his uh, press. Uh, he, and he wrote the letter to Imus. You can tell that story. Right. You know, having that radio show, nobody had to know the behind the scenes how it was created. So Janice, being a publicist, started contacting media saying, I have a 10-year-old who has his own radio show. And it got him a lot of attention. But one of the things is Joel was listening to the radio one day and heard that one of the sports update guys was going on vacation. And right, you had the idea for yeah. Evan to write the letter. Right. Uh, one of the big shows in New York at the time was Imus in the Morning. And he would have a sports caster do the sports updates every hour. So we decided to have Evan write a letter to the, the program director of WFAN saying, I'm 10 years old. I listen to Imus all the time. And I know that the sports caster is off on vacation. I'd like to replace him. And we sent the letter. And sure enough, a couple of days later, uh, we get a phone call. How old was Evan, Evan at the time? How old was he? He was 10. Wow. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> and he went in and he did sports updates for, for Imus. Wow. Imus was very impressed with him and took us in his office and said, gave us advice about when he goes to college, not to just deal to study communications, but to study English. That huh. was his, the, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he said all the, he said at 10 years old, all the techniques of, being able to speak on the radio, he has. School is not going to teach him a thing. He says, but when you see people coming to work, interns at FAN, he goes, they can't read, they can't write, they can't do anything. He goes, so Evan has it all. He says, wow. when he goes to college, he could major in English and learn how to write and expand his vocabulary. And uh, that was his advice. Because he said, he doesn't, nobody could teach him anything about announcing. He has it. Look, let me ask you something both. Um, were you familiar with this business at all? I mean, were you ever, were either one of you ever child actors? 
No, but I had a mother who would have loved to have been a stage mother because I played the piano. And okay. she thought I'd be terrific, you know, in front of people. And little did she know, I was very, very shy and really didn't want to do it. And it was really, really hard as a child to be able to tell your parents, I, I don't want to do this. Because you try to please your parents. So I was really watching all, for all the signs with Evan about that. And what about you, Joel? Have you, did, did you know anything about the business? I was actually the exact opposite. From the time I went to school, I was always in the school shows. I was always singing. And, you know, people thought I had a good voice. And my parents didn't encourage it at all because they felt, you know, you have to have a career where you're guaranteed to make money. Right. And they oh, wow. sort of steered me away from that. Even when I showed an interest in singing and my first love was announcing Myself in college, I had a radio show and I did sports. So I did all that through college, went through the process of applying for jobs. But, you know, when I was offered a job in some small town in South Carolina for, you know, $100 a week versus becoming an accountant and making a good living, you know, what my father pushed on me all those years came through. And I took the job as an accountant and I, Never look back. Because you never had the drive. I didn't yeah. have the drive. You know, it's interesting because both of you had the opposite with your with your parents. One of you, one of you had a parent who pushed you and you didn't want this business. The other one didn't push you and you wanted the business. So, <laughs> Probably, yeah. 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 That's really funny. Um, I remember Janice, uh I, I, I love piano. I love to watch you play piano. And I took piano lessons when I was about 10 years old or 12. And I loved it. I played, I, I took lessons for two years. And unfortunately, the teacher I had at the time only taught me classical music. And I just didn't like it. Today, I see everybody's learning the newest songs so that keeps the kids' interests. She didn't keep mine, so I quit. And I really think it was the biggest mistake I ever made in my life. Did your parents encourage you to continue or were they okay that you just quit? No, they were fine with it. First of all, we, my parents didn't make a lot of money. So the fact that they didn't have to pay for piano lessons, I guess, was a relief to them. Um, <laughs> but they didn't, they never pushed me for any, they didn't even push me to go to college. They didn't push me for anything. They were, I don't know, they're from Europe, but they have a different outlook on things. But um, I do remember that when I had a baby and I was married already, I wanted to take piano lessons because it bugged me my whole life that I quit. So I signed up for some adult education and I got myself a piano and I started taking lessons. But it just didn't come to me as quickly as I would have wanted it to. So I stopped that because I thought, oh, I'll never be able to. Uh, I want wanted to sing with my daughter and play the piano with her, but I figured, ah, eh, it's never going to happen. It's going to take me years to get that good. Little did I know that the time flies so quickly that if I look back now, I could have been a, a, a concert pianist. I would have been playing for 30 <laughs> years. Ah, whatever. Anyway, I want to talk about the time that I saw Evan on Regis with Kathy Lee. And he was doing an episode where he was announcing with Regis. And Regis, I think he, well, you tell the story, Janice, you know it much better. He wanted to uh, 
like compete with Evan on on it was a contest, right? Something like that. What what Regis did was he played a clip from a baseball game, and he was gonna uh, he was gonna do his interpretation of announcing, and Evan was gonna do his to see who did better. Yeah, no, no, no. I I remember. He just said he would announce anything and everything. So it's even to even today, at thirty eight years old. He's still announcing. He's announcing to his kids. So it'll be interesting to see how they turn out. Wow. Well, I watched that kid on Regis and he was so relaxed talking to Regis, so confident, so adorable. And I said to myself, I got to call this woman. I would like to represent him. But I really thought he had representation because how could a kid this good, so polished, my God, 10 years old. And I figured he had representation, but I also figured, you know what? Can't hurt to ask. The worst you could do is say no. And you actually did. Yeah, I did because the uh, first agent that we were looking for said, you know, all parents sit on the side. We do everything. You can't be involved. And I wasn't too happy about that. But I have to tell you something funny that what you saw on television with Evan wasn't isn't really Evan because Joe and I went to a school meeting. Remember that day? Went to a school meeting. And the woman, the teacher was telling us how withdrawn Evan is. He doesn't raise his hand. He doesn't participate, you know, this and that. I said, really? You know, we were looking at her and we said, gee, maybe you should just listen to him on, uh, he has a radio show. And he, she said, he does. So he gave her all the information and it was a Friday night. She listened to it. And then following a week, she called us and she said she almost had a car accident because she put the radio on and she heard Evan and she almost crashed. She said she couldn't believe that was the same kid. So right. it's just interesting. And and when you called, I, I you know, I, I don't remember if I said to you, he's really shy, but we went in to meet you and that was the best thing. That was the best day. Oh, thank ever. you. Yeah. You know what? When I have a shy client, I never let them meet a casting director without telling the casting director first that this kid is shy. Don't sit there and talk to him because all he's going to say is one word answers. Yes. No. Give him a script. And the minute you do, this kid is going to come to life. And that's what happens with these shy kids. So I'm not discouraging anyone out there that has a shy kid. And, right. um, and you and Joel were so tuned into him. Oh, it was just fabulous. Um, do you remember? Oh, we were on an airplane once, you and I, and Evan was under a blanket. And he was, I thought he was sick. I said to you, what's wrong with Evan? And he was announcing. Do you remember that? Yes, I do, because he put the sweatshirt and blankets over him, and you came running up to me and saying, oh, I think Evan's sick. Oh, he's not. So she said, And you said, well, how do you know? I said, because he's announcing. That's what he does. I have to tell you a story about being shy. So Dynamets was a show that was broadcast by the New York Mets. It was especially for children. And they called Evan up to audition, right? And he went to audition. And the uh, producer that was doing the show needed a voice, a voice count. And uh, he said to Evan, can you please count so I can hear the levels? And Evan would go one, two, very quietly. And the producer said, no, I, I need it, you know, louder. And right, a couple of times you were there and he was, didn't do it. Finally, the producer got frustrated and just said, you know what, Evan, just, just announce. And with that, Evan stood up, sat up straight, went right into the microphone and went, hello, and how do you do? I'm Evan Robert. And all of a sudden, the producer almost fell off his chair. So it just shows. Yeah, he was working with, he did He did uh, announcing with one of the men announcers, who we still know to this day. 
And after Evan did his little thing, he looked at me. He said, your son is not a kid announcer. He's an, he's an announcer who happens to be a kid. Wow. And that that is so cool. Doing Go ahead. I'm sorry, Joel. No, no, that happened. But funny thing was, we, we were fascinated by him being on all these shows and how he showed no fear. Right. And I forgot who told us. They said, you know what? He's 10 years old. He has no conception that there were millions and millions of people watching. Right. Him. I think and that he was might me. Be <laughs> yeah. he, he has no conception of what's going on. Maybe when he gets older, he might become nervous doing stuff like this. But when he was 10, you know, he went on. He was on at least six or seven national shows from uh, A Current Affair to Regis to Sally Jesse and all those shows. Right. I and remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember when Evan booked a role in the Howard Stern movie, uh, Private Parts? Um, mm-hmm. it, it was exciting, but they asked him to say the N word. And that, I'm sure, was a serious conversation you must have had with him. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, we explained to him that you're just acting. Yeah, you're an actor. This is your job. And if people believe you, that's good because it shows you're a good actor. But it doesn't reflect the way you feel. And to this day, when people hear he was in the movie and they want to see the scenes he was in, he prepares them and oh. says, look, <laughs> I had to say some bad things in the movie. And, you know, yeah, but the, the the funny part about that mo- wasn't the N word they had problems with. It was the S word, Schwatza. Oh, Schwatza! <laughs> oh my God! Uh, yeah. I think we still years use later. <laughs> Go ahead. Years later, he was working at Sirius, and at the time, Howard Stern was also working there. And Evan bumped into him and introduced himself and says, "Look, I also do a show on the station." And he said, "I was in your movie." And Evan told him the scene he was in, and how I said, I got to tell you, that's my favorite scene in the entire movie. <laughs> oh, how nice. You know, I have a funny story to tell you. I had a casting director call me one day and said, I had, or, I had several little three-year-old little boys who auditioned for, for, the, for the movie, for a role in the movie. And she called me to say that one of my clients got the role. But do you think the mother would mind if the little boys said, Mother Effer? So I said, I don't know. Let me ask the mother. So I called up the mother. Congratulations. I have great news for you. Your your son booked this movie, but I do have some bad news for you. He has to say mother effer. And I'll never forget what she said to me. She went, oh, my Lord, I just got him to stop. (laughs) I know. Let me, I, Janice, you have a daughter. How did your daughter handle Evan's success early on? Um, it was, wait, before you say anything, I do remember that she also wanted to get into the business. You brought Stacy in for an interview and both you and I both knew that she really wasn't ready for this role, but we were trying very hard to just make her feel good about it, you know, and, and tell her in a nice way that she wasn't ready and I remember that she walked out of here very upset, and I, she probably still hates me. Yeah, she does. She does. <laughs> <laughs> really, even today? <laughs> well, no, no. But it was it was difficult for her. Listen, let me yeah. tell you something. Not 
lot of kids know what they want to do the rest of their lives. Evan did. And that's what she was up against because she couldn't understand why doesn't she know what she wants to do. And I was trying to explain she's more the norm than, than what Evan was. He's an exception. I mean, it's great that he, he knew what he wanted to do, but we tried our best to, to deal with her. And she she went through her stages, but they have a really nice relationship now. They're a and thousand miles apart. Yeah, she's very successful now. Yeah, registered dietitian, own practice, working in hospitals. Yeah, she's she's doing, she found, but it took time. Like, yeah. you know, you know yeah. go to college and the whole thing. So, Joel, let me ask you something, because I know everyone out there is dying to know what it's like being the parent who really doesn't take the child on most of the auditions, the one left behind with the other children to take over the mom's duties. You know, when plans change at the last second for an audition, how did you manage? And was it difficult being supportive? No, it's easy. You know, we were, we worked together. I'm in a position where if she couldn't do it, I did it. You know, we alternated and when she was away, I would spend time and work with Stacy on her homework and be home and around for her. But, you know, we were very flexible, you know. And, and one thing I have to mention is that Stacy and Joel had a very special bond and they would go to all kinds of concerts together. And to this day, she's a big Gary Puckett fan and the Four Seasons. So, you know, that really, really helped a lot because Evan wasn't into music at all. He was just into the sports. Yeah. So, so is there anything you want to tell any parents out there before we end this? Yeah, no, the thing that I say is that watch the child. If you see that they have a certain interest, go for it. And once they get tired of it, stop immediately. Don't force them. That's the biggest thing because I see these parents forcing kids to to do a lot that they don't want to do and be competitive. And one thing we taught Evan from an early age is that he's a commodity. That was one word we kept telling him that everybody can say they love you and they want you and this and that, but one day they're not. And that's only because they don't need your talent for whatever. And it happened at XM. He woke up, he had his own show on XM radio at 17 years old for about a year, year and a half. And one day they came and they said, channel's gone. Goodbye. And I looked at him. I said, if this, if you can't handle this, then you got to get out of the business because that's what it's all about. Especially yeah, how did he handle rejection? Like a champ. Yeah. He, he learned, moved on, absolutely. Most kids most kids handle rejection because they know that it had nothing to do with their ability. It had to do with the fact that either they were too tall, too short, too fat, too thin, look like the director's nephew who he hates. So you're not going to get that part, you know? So mm -hmm. the fact that Evan had all that competence was... Just incredible. And well, it he always them. loved when he was. He was, had a, a radio show from his bedroom. We'll never forget. Yes, Once a week with Radio Oz. He loved it. It was just talking to kids from all throughout the country. And again, one day they called him and they said, "Show's over." And that's it. But you want to know something? Joel and I took it worse because Evan was still in his room announcing. He didn't care. <laughs> he was just, <laughs> right. He kept announcing. And we kept looking around saying, oh, my goodness, we missed it. I mean, we, you know. Yeah, we were on the loop when when child stars were promoting movies. They'd be on, uh, you know, Letterman one night and the next night they'd be in our, in Evan's bedroom with him. He met a lot of people. And uh, but for him, announcing is announcing whether there's an audience or not. Yeah. 
Thank you so much, both of you, for being here and devoting your time to talk to my listeners about what it took to get your child into show business. I am so appreciative. And thank you all for listening to my podcast. I'll be back next week with some exercises you could do with your kids to see if they got what it takes. Thank you. Storygram Network. 